Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, um, I okay. I'll just I'll hop right into it. What uh, got me into education? Failure. <laughs> um, I I got into grad school. Um, I was going in for the classics. I was going to get my master's and then go get my doctorate and all that fun stuff. Well, I like two weeks in. I like ran into my Latin professor in the library at UCLA and. Um, he just looked so sad and I was like studying so hard my Latin my Greek and I want to do so well and I was like I I just it's such a solitary life academia and I that wasn't who I wanted to be that wasn't what I thought I wanted to do so I dropped out <laughs> within two weeks and I was like oh my gosh what am I gonna do and I was like having one of those like existential crises I didn't know what I did was the right choice I just like quit my head said quit my heart said quit but I was like, that's all I had trained to do for years. Like what, why like go into mythology classes? Why like study Latin and Greek for so long if all I was to do was quit? And so I had like a big moment and my mom was like, well, just sign up for like the, you know, teaching credential program. Like you can't be a waitress forever. And I was like, I can't be a waitress forever. So <laughs> I, I got into the program and um, I was like, I don't know. Ah, teachers don't make money. I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, but I had to do observations for Cal State Long Beach and I went into a middle school classroom and I just clicked this lady. The teacher was spectacular. It was such a fun class. She had a jigsaw activity ended with a, a fun little video. Um, the kids were super into it and I just like knew that's what I wanted to do. That's what I wanted to be. And, um, yeah, I just like never looked back and every single day it just kind of gets better. It gets worse some days, but it gets mainly better every single day. And um, I just like count my blessings with all the um, beautiful lives I've come in contact with because of that choice. Um, so failure got me in, but you know, gotcha. I've been all so, up ever since. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So to anyone who's listening, I'm Mr. Pierre, and this is another episode of the Chronicles of Mr. I am joined by the fantastic Kayla Buck. I had the opportunity and the privilege to work with you, not in the same grade, but to be in the same sphere, the same aura. Um, and like, I remember popping in virtually into your classes and like that same beautiful Kool-Aid smile was the same thing that I remember seeing and seeing the kids, as you mentioned, you being into that that other teacher's classroom. I know that feeling of being in the presence of someone who's really connecting with kiddos. And that, like you mentioned, it may have not been like the first destination you were shooting for or aiming for, but definitely now that you're here, it's one that you're definitely like, yeah, I'm happy that I'm here. So I, I know that feeling. Yeah, this is, you mentioning, so it was something that in listening to you, was it someone who mentioned to you like, hey, you should go into education or were, was it something that, um, if I heard correctly, that you're like, you know what, um, this is something I can do, and so I'm going to go give it a shot. Um, yeah, no, it was my mom who came up with the idea. She's like, well, why don't you just go be a history teacher and then figure out your life? Because I didn't know if I wanted to, like, because part of me is still deep down. I would love to, like, be a museum curator or, like, be even a tour guide somewhere in Greece. Like, I don't know. I love it so much. I love talking history, and that's where, like, I do. I love education, but my foremost like passion is like historical studies mythologies religions uh, philosophies um and so 
I have a deep love of just pursuing academics myself. And um, I feel like that's also what is so awesome about education is because we can pour our like natural gift and our natural like curiosities into our job. And that's like kind of just what keeps me going too is sometimes it just sparks like the little, you know, light bulbs in their eyes. And that is like my, my goal every single time. So I don't even mind side conversations or stuff like that. If we get off track talking about conspiracy theories or one day we spent 45 minutes talking about, you know, the war in uh, Ukraine mm-hmm. and why that got started. Um, and we, we took the time, we like researched them on the map um, and we talked about motives and <laughs> the fall of, of the Berlin Wall. Like we really got into it, you know? So it's like, it just, it, it's it's awesome. And then it sparks so many different questions and conversations and that's what you love to see. Um, and I just, I love history for that. I mean, yeah, you, everyone has their own passion, but that for me, it's, uh, it's just such an interesting sub- subject and it can like, open our eyes to so many like realities within our own life and things that are truly have implications today um, and how we can see patterns or understand cause and effect and understand that these are human issues all around. Like listening to you and your passion for history is similar to the um, other teachers and myself included of like you are like the beautiful mind you see the connections similar to Russell Crowe, and you're like, you're able to make those connections and bring it into the classroom. Similarly, like, the kids are like, mister, what am I ever going to use this? And then m- myself included, go on this, like, 20-minute tangent about, like, this <laughs> math that you're going to be using, why it's important, this is why. And so, yeah, I totally get what you're saying in regards to, like, <laughs> the pulling in the connections everywhere. Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> like that one step too far. No. Yeah. <laughs> the history. We we have a fun line, but <laughs> yep. Yep. Love it. it's awesome. Can you pause for one second? Yeah. All right, cool.
Thanks so much, Kayla. Sorry about that. No, no, it's okay. Uh, yeah, so like listening to you and seeing how jazzy you were getting for history, was history always the subject you wanted to teach? Yeah, uh, that or like theater, but um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I just had like an awesome experience and I'd love to like bring that to other people. But um, I like truly admire the woman that made that whole program, kind of like Sue just like an absolutely inspiring woman. And I don't know if I want to give up that much of my life for uh, something, you know? I mean, she really used her whole life to build that. And it was, it was incredible, but it was, uh, it was something, yeah, almost too incredible for me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think of my dreams, but you know, <laughs> my <No>. dreams. <laughs> Because I, I, I know teachers who either elementary or high school or higher. Was middle school always the, the, the lane that you wanted to be in? Um, no, initially, actually, I wanted to do high school, but I felt a little weird because I was 23 at the time of finishing yeah. my credential. And I was like, mm. and I, uh, so I student taught with middle school and I loved it. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do high school. I barely like. I don't know. And I'm, I don't know. So I just, I was like, let me just start with high, middle school and who knows if I'm going to stay with this career anyways, like half the teachers quit like within the first five years. So it's That's like, I, who knows? Like, I don't know what I got myself into. I, I still don't know every single day. I'm like, I, do you really want this? <laughs> I will say it's like relearning your entire career. I don't know. <laughs> it but, is. It's a wild time. <laughs> sometimes I'm like oh and your arch nemesis is like an 11 year old you're like ah <laughs> not xyz again no yes <laughs> but um, no I <laughs> I absolutely like adore it most days but you know there are harder days than others but like every every day is a new opportunity and every time I feel like the rug is swept from under me I like always come back Anyways, I got a little off track there. <laughs> no, no, because listening to you, like, I'm like, you can, because I've had teachers who have started in high school, who have come down to middle school, recognize, like, yeah, it's a, to you may, the subject matter is going to be whatever, yeah. but knowing how to navigate kiddos at particular stages in their lives, that's something okay. totally different. I um, mean, so, yeah. yeah. So I can, I can see how, like, what, and depending on the cohort of kiddos that you get too, they can make you question your life, question existence, question, you know, so that to me, listening to you, I'm like, no, I, I she gets it. She's not deluded into thinking it's always going to be, you know, rainbows and butterflies that there are days where it's just like, is it truly an 11th grader that is my arch nemesis that's making me question like who I am and my values and everything else? And then to realize it's usually that same 11th. 11 year old at the end of the year where you're just like oh yeah you're the one who's in love with me you're the one who really was listening but you gave me so much <laughs> throughout the throughout the year so I totally I get it yeah and so this year I actually just got a new job and I'm going to be going back down to San Diego okay. and I'll be teaching high school but uh -huh. I had some like nervousness about it because I had I've initially applied and interviewed for the middle school position but they gave it to someone else and offered me the high school position and I was like oh and so I took it but then I like I'm like honestly I, if I could deal with the middle school uh, we're good I, now I can really dive into content I'm like I had the 
the things I've learned with like kids I've dealt with, like we have all high needs and it's like taught me so much on a human level of like how to like really just like have honest conversations about expectations, about realities, about like humanness and, um, and it is, it is like really made me a stronger teacher, honestly. And so now I'm going into high school, I'm like, yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> totally no, no real fears. Cause I'm like, I've seen almost everything, knock on wood. <laughs> can, can you speak on that a little bit more? Because I think there are some who might be coming into the, or with these last two years of being what they've been, like, what, what has that been like for you? Like to, to, like, you know, your content, but that back and forth, that humanness that you speak of, like to, to deal with that with, um, as you said, like mentioning, you know, 11 to 13 year olds. Yeah. I mean, um, so <laughs> I watch anime. <laughs> it's not, you know, that I big of a deal. Everyone watches it now, but, um, I do the anime club, whatever. And I really like, I've been drawn to this one character, Bakugo, and initially I hated him. Mm. And it wasn't until, you know, I started watching it, thanks to a recommendation of a student, of course. I uh, love the kids, best, best recommendations for shows. Um, and I have a long list, but you know. Um, anyway, so I'm getting through the show and it comes parent-teacher conferences. And I've been struggling with this one student um, and for, privacy reasons, I'm not going to name them, call them water, (laughs) I was struggling with water, I was struggling with water years before, and me and her mother had come into it, my admin at the time defended me and was like, no, this is the content she really has to teach, and um, unfortunately, she was like calling out, you know, my values, and calling out her values as more important, and blah, 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 and not seeing that I, I have to teach about all religions, but anyways, Nonetheless, just had like not great relationships and this has been the only one I've ever not had a good relationship with. Well, anyways, come the following year, we're still not having good relationships, but she's the student water is not having good relationships with any of the teachers, always stuck in flight mode, like um, literally to the point where she fled the school um, multiple times and like admin had to like run and catch her like down by Burger King. So just always in flight mode um, and fight mode and just never relaxed. Always felt like people were out to get her, um, them, sorry. And um, it was, it was just a bummer and uh, it was a bummer to see. And, and, you know, um, our old vice principal, Mike, made us read, you know, 100 repetitions. And like, I remember like thinking, okay, maybe I don't get to see them on their 100th repetition. Maybe I just get to see them on their 50 and 51 and 52. And just watching her like burn through these repetitions, it like, it hurts, you know, but like you're every day you come back with like a new hope. And like you come in, you're like, yes, today's gonna be a new day. I know it, I can feel it. And then sometimes it isn't the day you think it's gonna be. Um, well, parent teacher conferences roll around. So we get to that point and, um, and I get to meet her mom face to face. Um, and it was pretty brutal. Um, and I don't, uh, you know, love to step in to to ever tell parents how they should parent. I'm not a parent. I'm not a mom. I don't feel like that's my place. Again, I got in this to teach someone why, you know, the Constitution has X amount of amendments and how they're ratified or, you know, that, you know, 
the Aztecs worship these gods and there was this battle on that date. I like talking about narratives, stories, perspectives. I don't necessarily love, you know, telling people, hey, like, Timmy should right. be up at 5 a.m. and be practicing his Spanish before right. he gets ready for volleyball practice. Like, that's not my kids. I shouldn't tell people what to do. Like, right. no matter how much I love volleyball and I'm an advocate for, you know, Spanish language, right? Like, those aren't their values and things like that. But um, sometimes tones and, and the directness of the way we speak are very cultural and very different from family to family. And it's not my place to tell you know families or be their therapist or you know tell anyone really what to do but the way some people speak to and about their kids is very um telling as to the behaviors that then ensue and their feelings of like I'm not good enough I'll never be good enough so why try why do anything why ever give anyone the light of day why ever give anyone the chance um so it you know it's weird, but you know, these are things you have to navigate and, and remember that every day is a new day and everyone deserves a new chance. And like, even that applies to myself. Like I beat myself up all the time. Like, oh, you ate too much. You forgot to go to the gym. Yeah. You never read that book you said you were going to read, like blah, blah, blah. But every day is a new day. And if um, I let my past weigh on me, I'll never get to, you know, really truly enjoy my present, my future. So I, I, I try not to instill that judgment but that took a long time to see um and then you know watching the anime the next night I watched this anime and it's all about this character Bakugo who's a total jerk the whole time but he's in the hero academy and he wants to be a hero but he's a jerk like he tells everyone he wants to murder them all in jokes but um you you get to see his mom and his mom is very similar to the parent I described just like, my son's a loser. He's never going to do anything. This isn't going to work out. I should give up. You should give up now. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and, and you see that, like, fight triggered response uh, almost. And it gave me, like, a new empathy for the character. And it made me realize, like, his anger turned towards, like, I want to use it for good. I really do. Um, so it was a new way of seeing things and it reminds me I can paint kids in a certain way and be like oh they are like this and they're like that but like you never know what's going on you never know what happened before they got there in the morning you never know how much they're trying to hide or how much they're trying to divert from every comment every joke everything um so it's never about you it's always really them just either in survival mode or maybe just for one moment in your class hopefully that they can have a good time and put down those like walls for just a moment and really get to imagine themselves as you know this warrior coming to defeat Constantinople or you know I don't know <laughs> take down an entire math problem they never thought was possible whatever it is in your class but just for a moment you know if you could create that that's a you know I've figured out is most important. And I'm, you know, you can. And listening to you and hearing you, I'm, I'm hearing the words of a teacher who have been, who has been through a couple of cohorts of kids and has learned, like you just said, it's not about me. Whatever's directed towards me, personally, this kiddo doesn't know me. Hence, they, it's not really about me in whatever he words that they're, curling my way and it's one of me as the adult me as the one who's gone through training and <laughs> and schooling to know like hey developmentally this is where you are 
I'm going to meet you where you are and I'm going to assist you and support you to get to where I know that you can be. And whatever tools I can use to help you get there, whether it be anime, a character that it clicks for me or for you, I'm going to be able to use that in order to help and support this kiddo. Um, because, yeah, we're always going to meet those kiddos who are able to speak words that touch on our own securities, but those kiddos have no idea <laughs> unless we have a, a great poker face or maybe a lousy one <clears throat> to be like, oh, <laughs> I, oh, Mr. Pierre, I've said something that's gotten you. All right, let's see if I can pull on that thread again and be able to be like, no, nah, I'm only here to support you, kiddo. There's, there's no, there's nothing, there's nothing about you per se that is going to uh, like hurt me from being able to continue to support you. Is, is, did I hear that correctly or did I <laughs> insert anything more? No, that's exactly what it is. Um, Cause sometimes I, I think of to one of my first students uh, um, who the first day I like, I got to California Collegiate, just like a straight up, fuck you. I was like, wow, <laughs> well, welcome. <laughs> Hello, good, I love it. Um, on my first day, that was crazy. Um, but anyway, she ended up being in my homeroom and she's like one of my, not success stories, but I just can't wait to, I know she's going to be someone famous. And I like check the news. I've been like filtering myself from the news lately. I just trying to like stay in a more positive mindset, but just staying informed enough. So I know if, you know, I need to run to yeah. a book or something, but, um, but I know I'm watching the TV for her name. She's going to be successful. She's going to be like uh, incredible. But anyways, she was in my homeroom and we had our roughs. But it was nice to hear my admin at the time saying, ah, she's one of the toughest kids I've ever dealt with. And I've been in education for 10 years. I was like, okay, thank God. I'm, I'm not insane. Like, perspective. Yeah, perspective. But when we went home for COVID and we did online learning, she like, blossomed is an un understatement like she just took off like like crazy wildfire like it was incredible she became my like right hand woman just on everything I needed in the chat like always telling the kids where we needed to be had her stuff turned in it was incredible it wasn't copied like it was so good I I was like how did this where did this come from like I, I had so many heart to hearts we had so many tries like so many repetitions over and over and nobody got into it nobody like and it was just as soon as the system wasn't there to fight anymore as soon as like the whole thing where she resisted going she resisted being a part of a group and conforming and having to like listen to a leader um when it wasn't her idea everything that all changed and when it was on her time schedule and she could do what she wanted it was incredible I was like so it, go, it goes it goes listening to that hearing that too because I've heard so many like oh online learning this this and this and yeah it had its woes however there were some kiddos once that restraint and the constriction of I've got to wake up at dumb early before the sun I have to sit still for 45 50 an hour plus minutes when those things were gone and it's just about learning yep. interacting with the material those kiddos like you mentioned took off like a rocket so to hear a positive account because i've had a couple of those as well too it's like oh it was just that like you're tired like if you were if you didn't have to wake up an hour two hours before my class or before the sun rises and you could just all right, roll out of bed 10, 15 minutes before class started, then to get going, you were done, done fine. 
Yeah, so that's great to hear. Great yeah, to hear. But she's one of my very few good good stories. But yeah, yeah that, that one I like. I am I'm watching. If she knows, if she's ever watching this, I I hope she knows who she is. But I'm watching because she she is she's a pistol and she's never gonna get deterred by anything in her life. So I'm I'm excited for that. <laughs> I also think with that too, it's one of if you're an educating, you recognize if this if there is some sort of restraint or pushback. That's just a call for, I. there's something that's not being met. What needs to be met in order for that pushback or that resistance not to be there? And it could be something as simple as like, hey, I need to just be able to get more rest so that I'm engaged with the material. Maybe it is like, hey, there are some other factors, someone whispering in my ear, this, that, or the other that's causing me, triggering me to react this way. But as a teacher, you learn, okay, this isn't about me. Let me find that something get rid of that something in order for you to fully be engaged with the, the material. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I definitely I, think the root of it too is like conversations. You can't be afraid to have tough ones because like there are sometimes like I feel uncomfortable, but we got to like sit through it. We got to hash it out. We got to talk about it, how I made a mistake or how I like came off a certain type of way, but we all are human. And at the end of the day, we have a common goal and we got to get there. Yeah. Um, and whether or not, like, we like it, we're forced to be there legally. <laughs> like, we legally got to figure it out. So, like, at some point, once you, like, really humanize it to it, the kids, like, start, all right, what are we going to do, you know? And so you 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 do figure it out. I, I wish, like, you know, there wasn't such a teacher shortage, but we all understand why. And, like, no shame to any of the teachers that are quick, because every single day I'm like, oh, my God, what am I doing? <laughs> you know? But I, like... It all comes down to like the kids having those conversations. They really like build those human connections and really like form us in ways that like you never seem possible. And like every relationship I make is different from the next. And I find every single kid so special. Um, and they teach us a lot, you know. Um, <laughs> so cute. I hear you. I hear you. And the the last thing, or one of the last things I'd like to ask you is. Knowing that joy, because like you just mentioned, so many are choosing to leave the profession for whatever reason. However, what is bringing you joy at the moment? Um, I, I've been trying to live in the moment and try mm. not to live in my past or live in my future, but every single moment trying to find like that breath, that gratitude, um, that grounds me a lot. I just, um, I just got back from Europe. I spent a whole summer studying abroad and it was incredible. Um, it was so cool. So I really filled my bucket in that way. I got to see incredible ancient sites. I went all over Spain. I went to Portugal. It was out outstanding I at the time of my life. But out through it all, I, I really just remember to live in the moment because through the ups and downs, um, whether I have money, whether I have a job, whether I have things going for me, whether I have my health or not, there are so many things that I have that and have experienced that other people have not. So I, one, number one, I'm extremely grateful, but I have also seen a lot of people affected by COVID-19 and specifically my kids. Um, and now more and more people are becoming affected by monkeypox. And um, so every single day, just taking that moment to be grateful for the lives that 
have the fortunate graces to become interactive with mine and the moments that I get to rekindle any old flames and interactions um, and just be extremely humbled and grateful that this universe has uh, bestowed upon me such blessings because uh, I, I know um, I live lives that people really hope to live one day and I try to remain extremely grateful and um, remind myself through the ups and the downs I didn't deserve any of this and, and every single moment is a blessing no matter how painful or how um, delightful it might be um, so I'm just trying to live this life as much as I can and be as uh, grounded in it as I can um, because tomorrow's promise to no one and I am extremely happy to be here that's awesome that's awesome if you were to create a mini playlist what would be those songs on your mini playlist okay so recently i really like the um i like you by post malone and doja cat okay um ojitos lindos um by bad bunny actually un verano Cinti, the whole album i love bad bunny highly okay. recommend um can i call you tonight by Dayglow. Uh, Violet by the Bad Sons, N95 by Kendrick Lamar. Okay, okay. Love Kendrick. Oh, can't go wrong, Kendrick. Cannot go wrong, Kendrick. And last but not least, if you, is there a book or books that you are reading at the moment or have read that you would highly recommend? Um, the ones I'm reading at the moment are much more historical fiction. Uh, it was called Circe, and now I'm reading Song of Achilles, an amazing author, but I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to everyone. But there are two other books I would recommend to everyone. Number one is going to be Limitless. It's by Jim Quick. Um, it's incredible. It talks about uh, mindset, motivation, and methods as your way to be becoming limitless in your brain. Okay. Um, so... I mean, I, I always like this quote, um, but it is basically what the book is about. But there's the only limitations you have in your life are the ones that you create up here. Like, oh, I could never do that because of X. Oh, I can't do that because of this, you know. Um, and so he was a, you know, um, a kid who had a brain injury in kindergarten and um, it messed up his brain. So we had to relearn how to read, write, all these things. And he had learned brain tricks. And so a lot of it goes through like methods of how to like retrain your brain to read. And I've had the kids do them and it's like pretty, pretty useful stuff. So I really recommend it. It's very um, eye opening book, a very motivational book, but also one that you're just like, I can do anything I put my mind to. I'm not an imposter. I can do this because every single person in history was just a person. Like they all had hopes, dreams, fears, and like they had to fight their demons too. So like, if you can really master your mind, like you can overcome anything really. Um, so that one, and also just for like the history fans out there, Orica, um, by Claire Dunas. Um, she, Erica talks about a, um, black woman who is adopted by French nobility during the French revolution. And it talks about her, um, attempts to integrate into French society while also being like hidden from being a bourgeoisie, like French noble person while also trying to find love by being black and one of the only black women within this like hierarchy. Um, so it's a very beautiful novel and I, it um, talks a lot about intersectionality, about sexuality, about 
um, being a woman about, you know, the powers of money and titles and also your ego. And it's a really good book and it's also very short. So I highly recommend it to people. And who was the, the author for that one? Um, hold on, let me see. It was Claire de Duras. Claire de Duras. C-L-A-I-R-E space D-E space D-U-R-A-S. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kayla. Appreciated having you here on the podcast. Appreciated this conversation. Appreciate the work that you're doing. And best of um, looking forward to this next academic year. Hope that it's a great one now that you're moving on up to, to high school. Thank you so much, Willie. I know. Keep me in your mind. Keep me in your prayers. Keep me in your heart because uh, I'll need it. I'll need it for sure. <laughs> I will I'll be sure that um, around either Thanksgiving or the Christmas break, we'll check in with you to see how you're doing. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So folks, I'm Mr. Pierre. She is Miss Buck, this has been another episode of the Chronicles of Mister, and we are out.